from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Missed the first free throw. Here's the second one with 4.1 seconds remaining, and he missed both of them. And Chachua has another rebound. He's going to squeeze the air out of that basketball and celebrate a big-time Baylor win at the Farrell Center. Second-ranked Baylor all over number six Villanova today here in Waco. Final score, Baylor 57, Villanova 36. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Well, they made a statement today, John. I mean, again, it's it's uh, early in, in the season. It's December the 12th. But uh, what they said today, the statement they made to the world was, uh, we're pretty darn good, uh, particularly at home. And what I'm taking away, John, and I think another part of the message is, defensively, this team is right where last year's team left off. Yeah. They've picked up on that, and uh, you win with defense. Defense travels. Defense wins national championships, and this is a really, really good sign for this team nine games into the season. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man. It is the John Morris Show. Man, that's some emotional music. That thing has me all fired up. Yeah, turn that up, Aaron. My gosh, listen to that. Let that play for a while. Uh, this is not John Morris. I mean, I know we sound exactly alike almost. No, we don't. J-Mo is on assignment today, and he's making his way back to town and then will be uh, joining us. And uh, I, we're filling in, Aaron and I. And I, Aaron, um, when I agreed to do this, it was when I still kind of had my full voice. And this morning, I was waking up doing some interviews on the phone, and the voice was kind of going a little bit. So, Aaron, I hope your pipes are ready. I may need you to lead us right on through the three o'clock hour. But it is the John Morris Show. Aaron, let's let's change our opening to our show to be more like that, to be like seven minutes long and to have like several different calls. My gosh, I love that. Does John just do that himself, Aaron? Yeah. Just yep. pulls his own. Yeah. Every yeah. day. I'm going to start doing that, Aaron. I'm going to start pulling my own intros and, and uh, we'll play some music. The only thing, I love our opening because it, it features our fine sponsors at 4 o'clock. The only thing I miss, Aaron, and this was before you came to us or came back to us, was like we had this great singer-songwriter, Ronnie Foss, who went to Baylor, and he lent, um, he he gave us one of his like really cool instrumentals to play for our for our intro song, and I don't know if it's still in the system, Aaron. But take a peek around. If you ever see, like, the Mosley intro, or Stephen may have Stephen may have just taken it with him. I think Stephen sometimes over at that mortgage business with Allman, he just plays that some days. Just, like, about, two, about 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, 
he'll just play that to kind of get the office moving and all that kind of thing. But, Aaron, I think you would like it. It's some good, kind of a good alt-country type tune. Um, John is more of like a orchestra, you know, kind of a, almost a movie-type score. That's, that's the kind of the way he likes to get things going. And uh, good to hear Pat Nunley's voice. And uh, it'll be good to get John back tomorrow. He'll be back on with you at 3 o'clock. And then, of course, we'll get ready for all our Sugar Bowl coverage. Now, something I heard before we came on, Aaron, and Aaron, feel free to jump in here anytime. I, I tend to talk too much. And today I'm really a- actually going to try to lean on you, especially during this 3 o'clock hour. But how about uh, how about Stephanie? Did you hear Stephanie's uh, – did you hear her reading the uh, – uh, the deal for Deadfish Grill. I did. Like there's just, I mean, she's obviously done radio in the past. I mean, you can tell she's good at it. But there's something about the way she brought up that salmon and the catfish, the fried catfish, that uh, that got me ready to go for uh, for Friday's program. In fact, I'm gonna, I want to put Deadfish on on notice. I hope Terry will show up early, kind of open up the tacker tab. And, uh, and I'm going to start ordering, like I want the, 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 there's usually like a captain's platter. Like my dad would always get it when we'd go to like the Bayou Bills in uh, Destin, Florida. Um, but you, you, the, the captain's platter, you get some uh, oysters, some fried oysters. You might get some, like I, I like soft shell crab and then some fried shrimp and some fried catfish or fried Whatever you would have if you were in Florida, it wouldn't probably be catfish. It would be like fried grouper or something like that. But uh, what I've got to decide before Friday is if I'm going to go to Dead Fish and go the fried route, which is, you know, sometimes it's a little heavy, but it's always good. It's always great. Would somebody do some research for me and find out if the Dead Fish Grill has fried clam strips? That's really what I'm after. Um, not enough places have fried clam strips. So if you're listening in Belton or if you're a regular, uh, if you go to Deadfish Grill, I want you to find out for me if they do have fried clam strips. And if they don't, Aaron, I think maybe they will hopefully have that by Friday <laughs> since I'm wanting that. But uh, what that is, Aaron, is we're going to lead up to the national title game. The, uh, of course, Mary Harden Baylor, as they always tend to do, has advanced deep, deep, deep into these playoffs. And they're playing a team, I think we call them like North Central or something like that. They're, they're out of Illinois. And I, I, I just know that my money, I don't know if Vegas does Division Three, you know, gambling, but my money will certainly be on... Uh, the crew, and and I, 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 I'm excited about this game. Now, this matchup is going to be at six o'clock, and of course you'll get to hear, um, you'll get to hear Ward, um, and those games, uh, a lot of those games, of course, are on our uh, Fox affiliate. But you'll get to hear Ward, and man, he does a great job on play-by-play, and uh, Mary Harden Baylor taking on this team. Um, Aaron, let's find out what they are, the, the, this team out of Illinois, like what their mascot is. I'm kind of interested now. I'm thinking about doing some research. 
And uh, and then of course, Aaron, Thursday uh, we've got all kinds of local teams. We got Lorena going into battle. Coach Biles, Coach Biles was on this morning with Ward and uh, Tom Barfield. And man, I was hoping to hear from Coach Biles. Coach Biles, if you're out there. I want you on our program this week. I mean, can we double up? I want Coach Biles on, one of the most famous coaches in the state of Texas, and he's been doing it forever, and uh, it's awesome that Lorena is going state title. China Spring, of course, will be doing their thing on Friday, and um, Coach Brian Bell, younger brother of Sean Bell, um, you know Coach Bell, their dad, was doing it for many years. That's a great. That's a great family. That's one of the first families of football when it comes to China Spring and sort of that part of the country, and um, we we are excited about what that. In fact, I like those colors. Aaron, see if you can score us a couple of pullover China Spring. Would you call that almost like a Carolina blue? What? What? Is, Aaron, how would you describe the the uh, the China Spring colors. I, I really like what they have. How how would you describe that? Yeah, it's it's pretty close to the Carolina blue. I, I mean, I don't think that would be a bad description. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Also, I mean, I, that's the, like the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I, I don't think that would. I don't think that's a bad description. Um, the uh, North Central uh, College uh, mascot is the Cardinals. So. Mary Harden Baylor, the North crew will Central. Be taking, do we call them North the Central College? Is that right? Okay, North Central College. Oh man! And then we got UMHB. Golly, I love these. I love this matchup, and um, I, I would encourage you to obviously seek out a place to watch the game if you can't be there. And it's in Canton, Ohio. And the way I understand this thing, Aaron, I mean, if you're playing in Canton, Ohio, wouldn't you use the the uh, Hall of Fame field? I mean, that's where you got to be playing, I would think, right there on the uh, on the where they play the. Uh, um, I mean, that golly, that whole atmosphere is going to be really, really cool. And I hope uh, Ward gets into town in time to go over there and see the uh, the, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And to kind of monitor and look at all that process. But uh, Canton, Ohio. Now, I'm trying to do my – Aaron, let's think, Let's put on our – let's go back to our old geography classes. Ohio from Illinois. I, I mean, I feel like those folks can make that drive a little easier than, than we can. Now, a lot of people, obviously, the Mary Harden Baylor people will be flying into town. Aaron, do you um, – is there anybody out there that would put a line on a game like this? Like, I wonder if if Vegas – I mean, you think about it, especially with a championship-type game or a championship game, I would think Vegas might put a line on it. But they usually they usually don't delve into Division Three. Aaron, do you uh, – let's, let's take a peek. I, I want to see because I don't gamble, but – I might be persuaded to come out of gambling retirement to load up on the crew if I can. I, oh, I love that seeing that CRU Crusaders. I mean, that's a uh, that's a that's a great school, and I'm excited about this game. But uh, Aaron, let's do that. Let's let's come up with the uh, line on that game, and then let's just send one of our buddies to Vegas and load up on this uh, on this group. Um, Pete Fredenberg. He's as good as it gets, always does the Fredenberg Show. 
with uh, Ward Whites, and um, that's just a uh, tremendous. I, I've loved Pete uh, uh, Fredenberg going back to when I was a kid, and he was at Baylor, and he had some great defenses. I mean, he he was the one that was coaching up Santana and Robin, Big Cat, all those guys. And Grant had a staff full of, I mean, you know, John Goodner, Robert James. In fact, Robert James is, uh, anyway, I just ran into his daughter the other day, and that was kind of neat. But that staff, and you get on the offensive side, you've got uh, Coach Lane, Coach Davidson, Coach Turner, and then, of course, Chuck showed up on the scene. And that You could argue that was good and bad. Chuck was a pretty good offensive coordinator. Turned out he wasn't great as a head coach. But uh, what a staff. What a staff Grant put together. Cotton Davidson, I said his name. Now, Duke was in there at some point, Duke Christian. Duke may have played at University of Texas. I'm trying to think. But that was a really, really fun staff. And what Coach Fredenberg has done is taken all those things that he had from many, many years ago, 30 years ago, uh, twenty at least yeah, 25, 30 years ago, as a great defensive coach at Baylor. And he took that. And, and, and for people that don't really understand Division three football, you'll go out there in the spring and, and you'll have like 200 kids show up to try out like it, it's 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 non-scholarship so it's a different level it's still though a high level and um in fact there was a defensive back for for this team last this past spring when they played and man i thought i thought this guy was flat out one of the best players on any college football team around um his name's escaping me right now but i loved that particular player and I'll look it up, but my goodness, Mary Harden Baylor is so good, and I love getting to hear Ward call those games. So uh, you will get to hear, you'll hear our show at Dead Fish Grill in Belton on beautiful Lake Belton, and then you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, get, to, you'll get to hear Ward call the game, and that's going to be a good one. Aaron, do you have, have you been able to dig in at all on uh, North Central? Do you have a do you have a feel for them? Obviously, they got to be pretty dang good to get to this point. But I'm just kind of curious the path they've chosen. Maybe you and I will do some uh, do some research. But uh, I'm very excited about this. And, uh, Aaron, I think I've thought about it enough. I think I'm going to go with a grilled salmon. I'm going to go healthy, and I'm going to see if they have some, like, sockeye salmon or some Atlantic. I want some. see if they have some wild um wild-caught salmon, and I think that's the way I'm going to go. What do you think of that, Aaron? Sounds good. Can't go wrong with yeah. wild-caught salmon. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. For a guy I just told I needed to talk a lot, you're not talking very much, <laughs> mainly because I'm talking the whole time. Okay, this is really cool, though. It, it's the John Morris Show, um, and it's from 3 to 4 every day. And he did something the other day that I thought was so appropriate and so neat. One of the great things about these Lunch with Legends is some of these folks, you know, might not be around forever. Now, John and Jerry are both in great shape, and they'll be around with us for many, many years, we hope. Um, But they got to sit down and do uh, a, a Lunch with a Legend with Dave Campbell. And... 
now that we've lost Dave and we're going to celebrate his life on Friday, but I just thought it would be so neat. Quite honestly, selfishly, I wanted to hear this. So I'm going to sit here with all of you and listen to this. But we've got Dave Campbell talking about, like, the process of how they would come up with the covers for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We're going to do that next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The very warm temperatures as well as the cloud cover continues here in Central Texas. We'll see steady temperatures this evening and overnight with mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures holding on to 69 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow, a breezy day, a high of 79. And on Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of a little rain and a high of 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any Changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott's going to toss the play wide to Pollard. Only heard here. Broke a tackle, got a block on the edge, sprinting to the 50. Pollard down the left sideline. All season. All the way to the pylon. Touchdown, Pollard. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from MetLife Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the New York Giants Sunday morning at 11 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 the flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Mike McCarthy has already ruled out Tyron Smith for Sunday's game versus the Giants. Jerry Jones said he expects to see Terrence Steele starting at left tackle and Lyle Collins starting at right tackle on Sunday. An unusual high number of positive COVID-19 tests on Monday has the NFL and NFL Players Association considering further changes to the league's coronavirus protocols as the regular season enters its final four weeks. The league had 37 positive COVID-19 tests on Monday. Former OU quarterback Spencer Rattler is headed to South Carolina. Baylor, as expected, is the new number one in college basketball. The Bears are the fourth team to be number one in four weeks. Two Big 12 games tonight, Arkansas State at number 25, Texas Tech. And Arkansas Pine Bluff is at number 17, Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's uh, John Morris' show. John is uh, out on assignment today. I assume it's a speaking engagement. Um, always important work anytime he leaves town. And uh, John uh, will be back on his own show uh, tomorrow. And uh, I was John's hand-picked fill-in. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, Aaron? I think John – I think I don't know if John would have hand-picked me, but uh, – <laughs> John just left town, and Tom, you know, said, "Well, you know, look, let me look down the hall here. Who's, who's around? Well, Mosley, Mosley, he'll do it." And so, uh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to fill in for the great John Morris. And what we've been doing this week is celebrating the life um, of Dave Campbell. And uh, what an amazing man! And uh, his name will. Uh, Live on forever, and but we lost him at age 96. We'll be celebrating Dave Friday at a uh, at a uh, uh, a funeral service, and uh, going to be a reception after that. And um, in fact, I believe it's happening over. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't even say this because we don't know exactly who all uh, needs to be there. But I'll just say everybody loved Dave, and everybody wants to celebrate his life. And this was a neat thing that, uh, and John Morris was was uh, smart to to think immediately of this. John and Jerry for a uh, for a lunch with a legend uh, in recent years had the great Dave Campbell on to uh, talk about his career. And one of the things they talked about was uh, how he sort of put the magazine together and how he would choose the covers. And uh, I know John Morris thought the world of Dave, and then uh, Jerry Hill cut his teeth in journalism, uh, working under Dave at the Waco Trib, and uh, continued to work with him at Baylor, and uh, it was an enduring friendship. But here are uh, uh, Jerry and, uh, and John having a conversation with Dave Campbell, uh, going back over some of the history of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Dave, I've always been impressed. You as a Baylor man, but but you were, were so fair to all the other schools in, this, in the state of Texas and the other schools in the Southwest Conference. Uh, you know, it's a big deal to be on the cover of Texas Football Magazine, uh, especially in the early years. Uh, how did you make that decision of who was, who was the cover boy? Well, Al Ward and I, had started, really, really the four of us, Al Ward, Hollis Biddle, myself, and Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery's dead now, Hollis Biddle is dead now. Uh, I think Al Ward is still living in Austin, but he's getting way up in years, and he's got, his eyes are gone, and, uh, and then there's me, and I'm 93 years old. So. Um, we, uh, anyhow, after we got started, I, I uh, bought out those Province and, and uh, Province and McCall 
and Will Rogers and, and uh, Curtis Handhammer. And the co covers, was that and a the, hard decision? Was that an well, easy decision? Well, cover, the covers, we would try to get somebody that we knew the teams were going to be, that would do well that year. And uh, would, uh, I know that in 1974, we thought Texas was going to win the conference again. And we had, uh, I think it was Darrell Royal on the cover. Well, they didn't win the cover of the conference that year. If you remember, 1974 was the year Baylor won the conference. And uh, Grant Taft was the coach there, and Grant Taft is here, and I appreciate him being here. But uh, we put out then a little special, special uh, thing, a souvenir edition, as we called it. And uh, uh, so it sold pretty good. I still lost a little money on it, I think, but <laughs> we lost, we, 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 you can still find a few of those around. Becky said she picked out all the cover photos. Is that, is that that's not right? Well, she helped me. <laughs> she was just picking the cutest guys, though. Well, she would, she would, uh, in those days, Becky, I'd get the projector and uh, we'd show the slides on the projector and you could blow them up a little and see them well. Uh, so, uh, you know, she, she knew my thinking on what schools were going to do well that year. And uh, so anyway, we... We, she, she helped me pick them out. <laughs> you mentioned Coach Taff, and Coach Taff is here today. And, and Donnell, you worked with, uh, you've worked with 12 Baylor coaches through the year, football coaches through the years. That's right. Starting with George Sauer right through Matt Rule. And you're there at Matt Rule's press conference every week. Uh, what, what was that relationship like for you with those coaches, and especially with Coach Taff, when he well, almost took a job at USC and sought your counsel on that? Well, that's right. But anyway, I started with George Sauer, and the first game I ever covered was Bader playing University of California at Berkeley. Uh, Jinx Tucker was still living, but he had heart trouble, and the team was going to fly, and they wouldn't let Jinx fly, so I, they sent me. And uh, so that was the first ball game I covered. And you, if you buy the book, that's coming out this next year sometime. Uh, it, uh, that will be in the book, that game. Uh, then, uh, then I became a sports editor and, and started Texas football in 1960 after all the twists and turns around. And uh, so Texas football now is 58 or 59 years old. And uh, and the relationship with the coaches, well, especially Coach Taft, what was that like, the working well, relationship? Let me stay first with George Sauer. Uh, we, would, uh, we would go with, uh, I'd go to, go to these games and then talk to Sauer about what he thought of the game. And one year, I remember, I went over to ask him about 
how did how did he think the team playing in those days? You know what I found him doing? Mowing the backyard. <laughs> now, can you imagine coaches taking off from their TV work and all to mow the backyard? Anyway, then uh, uh, after George Sauer, we had uh, John Bridgers and then Bill Beal and then uh, uh, Coach Taft. And is, that is true that uh, Grant had a good offer from from 19 uh, from Southern California one year, and he and I drove around the, the old Floyd Casey Stadium out there talking and thinking about whether he ought to go to Southern California, Southern California or not. And I remember pleading him not to leave us, and he didn't. He didn't. And I'm always glad, Grant, that you didn't go. <laughs> One of the stories I remember you telling me, too, um, you had a good relationship with Jack Patterson as well. And he was, like you, like you mentioned, Bill Beal was the coach. And they hired a guy for a day. And they were still looking for a coach. And Jack came to you and said something like, I've got a guy, but I think it's going to be a hard sell to the donors. That's right. He, he uh, Jack Patterson, it was getting to near Christmas time, and he had made an offer to uh, Emory Ballard. Emory, by that time, had offers from Baylor and from Texas A&M. Texas A&M would pay him more money, so he went to A&M. Then uh, he had an offer on the table to Mike Campbell, who was Darrell Royal's defensive coordinator, very good coach. But uh, for a while, Mike thought he might come. But uh, when he did, Royal said, well, uh, Mike, you're going out of beta, or you'll have to get out of the room, coaching room. We can't have you in here. And so Mike said, well, I haven't decided that yet. So he came back, and turned out he didn't go to he didn't come to Baylor. So we tried uh, we tried a guy named Feldman at uh, New Mexico, I believe it was. He came in, I interviewed him. We ran a big story in the paper about it, in the Tribune Herald. And then, before really the ink was drawn that that first issue, that issue he had backed out and gone back to New Mexico. The, story, the thing was too big for him. So finally, after all those twists and turns, Jack Patterson said, Dave, I know a guy I ought to hire, but I could never sell him to the, to the alumni. They want some big name vote. And I told him, well, go ahead. And, go ahead. You've got to have a coach. So he hired him. This little guy, a guy, he wasn't so little, but he was at Angelo State, and his name was Grant Taft. And he came to Baylor, and uh, I don't know what the alumni thought, but uh, Grant found somebody who would put in artificial grass, which was all the rage in those days. And uh, then uh, a guy named Ralph Storm, I think it was, in Corpus Christi, I think he's dead now. 
And then, uh, anyhow, we, we went on, and from there, Grant's uh, first game they had was against Georgia, and uh, they did so well that, uh, you know, they got beat, but it, the game went into the fourth quarter. And then I think it was the next game they had against Missouri, and they beat Missouri. And, uh, in fact, I think they shut them out. And uh, they, uh, later, Missouri beat Notre Dame. So that, or they had just beaten Notre Dame. So, you know, we thought that was really, we finally stumbled on a great coach. And then uh, first year, Grant Tapp, he had, uh, uh, oh, great line, linebacker and defensive end. Roger Gorey. Roger Gorey. And uh, so he helped us later upset TCU. Been the, it was a long, broke a long losing streak to TCU. And then in 74, we won the first Southwest Conference Championship in 50 years. So you couldn't hardly beat that. So anyway... Grant later won two Southwest Conference Championships, 1974-1980, and uh, that was pretty good. Took a couple of swing and misses, but we got the right guy for the job there, Coach Staff, That's in right. 1972. What about Dave? Is this a fair question? Uh, you've covered so many big games, great games, historic games through the years. Uh, do any of those stand out in your mind? Like, like I've read stories and seen the, the film of the, the great shootout, Arkansas and Texas in well, 1969. Yeah, but uh, you know, I never would forget that 1974 game. People didn't think we could win, and they fell behind. Uh, in fact, I think they were behind. Texas 24 to 0 at halftime and then things started turning around and they scored they'd scored a touchdown early to pass to uh, Alcid Jackson and then yeah after the half so at the half it was 24 to 7 and then after the half things started turning around they blocked a punt scored a touchdown a Texas punt then uh, uh, Marty Akins uh, got rushed and fumbled, and we picked it up and recovered it and scored another touchdown. And uh, so that made 21. And then uh, uh, we started kicking field goals. And uh, anyhow, we ended up beating Texas. 34 to 24, I think it was. You weren't one. Did you spend the night in the press box? Or was that just no, uh, Dr. That Reynolds? No, just speculation. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you did not, right? <laughs> I didn't. The, the, the uh, rumor is that, that uh, Herb Reynolds, who was either the president or the vice president in those days at Baylor, and Ralph Storm, and maybe somebody else, spent the night on the field in the press box. Oh, not on the press box, but on the field. Got their bedrolls 
and stayed there looking at those lights all night long, those scoreboard lights. And if you have a picture of those scoreboard lights now, it's really valuable. 34 to 24. <laughs> Man, that is, uh, that is awesome. And uh, even at age 93, which Dave, that's what I was three years ago, uh, Dave Campbell was just sharp as a tack. I mean, he, he, it, and I just, I, it's just like an editor to John would try to lead him or Jerry down a path and then he would go talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. And, and I, I love that. You know, sometimes you try to say, well, what about this game? The big, did you go to the, were you at the big shootout? And he immediately is like, yeah. And, and then he, and then he went back to like the first coach he covered, um, and uh, that that was uh, that was really great stuff. And uh, Mr. Campbell uh, uh, passed away over the weekend, but uh, he, we've celebrated him all week. And then Friday will be his funeral. There'll be a reception afterwards. And and uh, what a what a tremendous uh, person he was, and uh, just a kind of a gentle, uh, such a gentleman. I mean, I think that's what everybody remembers most of him about him and he just uh, he never seemed ruffled I mean most uh, editors I've been around at some point lose their temper and John Warner and some of these guys were around him a lot and they seemed to have trouble recalling him ever uh, losing his temper although I'm sure it happened but um, boy he had great recall there and that's that's uh, that's funny to think about you know if we think Grant Taft that now it seems like that would have been a no-brainer but back in 1972, it wasn't a no-brainer. And Emery Ballard, who ended up at A&M, Mike Campbell was a longtime coach at University of Texas, and I think everybody thought he would follow Daryl Royal. And it ended up being Freddie Akers who followed uh, Daryl Royal. Uh, I, I probably heard that story and don't recall exactly. And then the New Mexico coach, whoever that was, Feldman or whoever, decided he didn't want the job. And it ends up with Grant Taff, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. All right, this is uh, the John Morris Show. John is out today, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And lots going on uh, in the world of uh, of uh, sports. And got some stuff rolling in on the Cowboys that we need to inform you about. Today has been a very busy, busy day, even though the Cowboys are off. Jerry Jones has been talking, and he has made a very interesting comment about Dak Prescott. We need to talk about it next. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year, but 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages have created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued support. 
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. The perfect gift for that special someone on your Christmas list can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They are your one stop for rustic furniture for both home and office, saddles for adults and children, gold and silver jewelry, cowhides for area rugs and decorations, and guns from brand names Smith & Wesson, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Merry Christmas from Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Mike McCarthy has already ruled out Tyron Smith for Sunday's game versus the Giants. Jerry Jones said he expects to see Terrence Steele starting at left tackle and Lyle Collins starting at right tackle on Sunday. An unusual high number of positive COVID-19 tests on Monday has the NFL and NFL Players Association considering further changes to the league's coronavirus protocols as the regular season enters its final four weeks. The league had 37 positive COVID-19 tests on Monday. Former OU quarterback Spencer Rattler is headed to South Carolina. Baylor, as expected, is the new number one in college basketball. The Bears are the fourth team to be number one in four weeks. Two Big 12 games tonight, Arkansas State at number 25, Texas Tech, and Arkansas Pine Bluff is at number 17, Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. right now. I guess this is how they do it during the John Morris show. Aaron, I don't recall you jamming quite this hard on the Mosley show. But I mean, I guess he does he ask for Van Halen? Will he say, hey, uh, Aaron, I'd like some Panama today? Or is that usually just your decision? No, he picks his own music. John does? Yes, lots of 70s <laughs> funk and soul and uh, lots of uh, 70s uh, I guess in the industry, we, we would call it AC, but top does 40 put, from the 70s. Does he load it in the system, or does he just tell you what he wants? He produces everything, and oh then he sends gosh. it to me, and I'll put it in the system. But. Is that why you get so frustrated with me, because I don't produce anything? <laughs> no. well, I think so. Um, is, uh, it's Matt Mosley filling in for John Morris. If you're tuned in at 3, like, wait, I thought this was John Morris. Well, he'll be back. He'll be back tomorrow. We just let you hear some from Dave Campbell. Man, that was so good. Uh, I do want to say this. Come join the party. You are invited to Deadfish Grill to watch the Stag Bowl National Championship game between UMHB and North Central. Kickoff is 6 p.m. Friday. And, of course, uh, Ward Whites will be calling that game. They have it all at Deadfish Grill. In fact, I'm going to be doing the uh, my show uh, from... Uh, four to six, okay? The Matt Mosley Show will come uh, will come uh, right there at four to six. And um, 
great food, atmosphere, signature cocktails, and uh, a perfect view, by the way, out there at Lake, out there at uh, Lake Belton. Oh, it's pretty. I, I'm hoping, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to look and see what that weather is going to be. Menu features bacon wrap quail, catfish and shrimp plates, probably the way I'll go, chicken fried steak, coconut shrimp, fish tacos, oysters on the half shell. Boy, they're good this time of year, especially in Belton. Uh, rainbow trout, salmon salad, the seafood gumbo. I tell you what, I want one of everything. The 12-ounce ribeye, that's what uh, Sean Hunt was recommending to me. Then the dessert of the day. Um, and then ask about the Sunday brunch. But anyway, it's going to be a really neat deal. And uh, gift cards from Deadfish Grill great, make a great stocking stuffer. The address is 2207 Lake Road. 2207 Lake Road. Come out there, enjoy the sunset. The sunset will happen during the Matt Mosley show. I expect sunset to happen at about 545. And then uh, you can listen to me as you watch the sun setting. If you <laughs> I think that sounds really romantic. I, I don't know. I, but, yes, that'll be fun. And then... Um, Check them out at deadfishgrill.com and on Facebook. All right? And that'll be uh, wonderful. The Matt Mosley Show from the Deadfish Grill. I've always, I mean, this place, I've been hearing about it forever, and, and I really, I spend a lot of my time right down the road in Salado. So you can imagine how excited I am to, to do a show from Deadfish Grill. All right, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show. Uh, ESPN Central Texas, and we our show will start as usual at four o'clock. We're just you're hearing us because we're filling in for John. I mean, nobody could ever fill the enormous shoes of John Morris, but I'm just giving it a try today. These are very roomy shoes that I've tried I've put on here, and um, there's a lot going on. I did love this one story. Aaron, the uh, SMU. <laughs> It's like it takes all of us back who were around for the death penalty days. I was about, what was I, 13 years old or something. But everybody remembers it of a certain age, how great SMU was in the 80s, and then they gave them the death penalty, and it just killed everything. That might have been like 87 when it officially came down. But basically from 86 on, they just got drilled. And in some ways, I mean, even 20, 30 years later, they were still uh, trying to emerge from what the NCAA did to them. In fact, they'll never do that again, a full death penalty. But uh, what, a, what an amazing, what an amazing uh, uh, time that was. Well, they, they've decided Eric Dickerson, who was a big part of, and no, nobody ever knows for sure exactly what he was paid, but we know Eric, they may have uh, used a little money to lure Eric to, uh, to Dallas. He had an incredible career, then he ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he is part of a group that is putting an NIL together for athletes at SMU, I would think mainly the football program, but it's going to be Dickerson, and then there was another name that I didn't totally recognize, but this will be an annual, it'll be funded with more than a million dollars on an annual basis. 
All right, Aaron, we got to get we got to get our friends. I, I hate to call them out by name, Jeremy Fudge. We got to get our friends, uh, Trent Sharp, Ashley Hodge. We got to get all our friends to uh, Jeff Price, to um, to Annie up, and uh, we got to get an NIL fund going at Baylor. Now maybe. Because we're Baptists, we're thinking, well, we can't do that. Well, you have to. It's legal now. So you can't be letting all the SMUs of the world put together NIL funds. We've got to come together. And uh, Ted Teague out there, Alan Samuels, we've got to get Ted. We've got to get Joe Nesbitt, the Nesbitt family, Brian Fonville, the, some of the greatest bankers in the state of Texas at Central National Bank. They've got to get the checkbook out, and we have to get our Baylor NIL fund going. Aaron, is that am I am I allowed? I think it's legal for me to encourage people to pay Baylor players now. I don't think there's any I don't think I can get in trouble for that. So uh UBO, Sean Hunt and his crew, that Aggie that, that owns the place and runs the place, UBO business services. We need UBO to step up. By the way, they step up huge. Every time we go out to a place like Deadfish Grill I find out that UBO handles all their, like, email, like, copying services. Like, they, they handle all their business services. And that's why some of these businesses were able to hang on during the pandemic. In fact, our own M&M Broadcasting, UBO came in and streamlined some of our services. And so, Aaron, that is part of the reason they are able to afford such large salaries like yours and mine is because UBO came in and streamlined all the services. And uh, we appreciate UBO, Sean Hunt, one of our most loyal listeners. And I also should add today, wait, Aaron, I'm, like, doing all these things. It's not even my show yet. I'm like, but I think John's okay with me mentioning my sponsors on his show. I think he'll be fine with that. But Dead Fish Grill. Aaron, I think, uh, God, I cannot wait to get that platter there. Now, a lot of this we're going to have on the Matt Mosley show, which begins in about 10 minutes. But this is fascinating. There is a debate going on right now. What's wrong with Dak? What is he hurt? Is he, you know, where are we with this? Is he, is he banged up? Is he, is he, is he just playing poorly? Is it a slump? Yesterday, the assembled media gets together with Mike McCarthy, and he says, it's not a slump. And then the, the guys on 105.3, the fan, the flagship station for the Cowboys, they jump in there and say, what's going on here? What's, what's the deal? Is this a slump, Jerry? This was today. Ask Jerry Jones, and, and, he, and as only Jerry could, he kind of hem-hauled around and then said, well, I think you could call it that. So, in some ways, Jerry has now confirmed that Dak is in a slump because it's one of two things. Either he's banged up and he's hurt, or he's just flat out playing poorly. And they treat this guy with kid gloves. And people say, I mean, oh, my gosh, how could you be mean to Dak? I mean, even my words that ended up on that uh, Colin Cowherd show uh, on, on his podcast, people thought I was a little harsh. I don't know. I mean, did you trust Dak at the end of that game when he flailed that ball out there and got picked off by the linebacker? Did you think, well, I trust old Dak. I hope they throw it again. No, you didn't. 
Nobody did. So I, uh, I, I think we need to do a full-scale investigation on Dak and what's going on all with that. Now, what will the Mosley program have on today? I'm going to tease my own show, even though I'm on John Morris's show right now. The, we're going to have Sam Kahn Jr. And for you Aggies out there, be listening. And we'll talk some Baylor as well, because I'm not going to, you know, have a guy from the Athletic on and not talk the Bears. But uh, Sam Kahn Jr. wrote a big thing on Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo. Jimbo. Anyway, uh, he he wrote he wrote the big uh, Jimbo piece. And, and apparently A&M is on target to have the best recruiting class in the nation. Now, again, some of this will happen tomorrow, early signing period. Some of this will happen, um, you know, as you get into February. So you'll have to tie up some loose ends. But we'll know by tomorrow pretty much the rankings for all this. And there are some people that say A&M may have the best. in Alabama – or Georgia get it every year. One of those two, the last 11 cycles, the last 11 recruiting cycles. So this is a fascinating discussion to have, and we'll do that. And you Aggies need to hear that. And we'll, all ask about, we'll also ask about Quinn Ewers. So you Longhorns, be by the channel as well. I'm a Baylor guy, but I also recognize that we got a ton of Aggies and Longhorns in Central Texas, and even some Red Raiders that hang around. And I want to take – that's why I had the Red Raiders' new head coach, Joey McGuire, on the other day. All right? I want to recognize because I know there are a few of you who go, Mosley, do you have to talk Baylor all the time? Well, the answer to that is yes, but I am very interested in all these other things as well. All right, that was the John Morris Show, the Matt Mosley Show, featuring Matt Mosley and Aaron Sexton are next. What are you laughing at? I've heard good things about that show. all right these guys are good stay tuned mosley sexton it's next the baylor coaches show now 7 to 8 p.m wednesdays live from rudy's on the circle in waco join us wednesday december 22nd live from rudy's for a sugar bowl preview show featuring head coach dave aranda that's wednesday the 22nd Join us this Wednesday for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Now beginning at 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor.